Hello, Healthcare Experience Matters listeners. I am excited to have Mark Ruley, president of the Maryland Healthcare Education Institute, also known as MHEI, join us this week on Healthcare Experience Matters. This is his first appearance on our show. So I am going to have him just introduce himself to our listeners, tell us a little bit about MHEI and himself. Thank you, Casey. I, I appreciate that so much. Uh, so my name is Mark Ruley. I am the president of the Maryland Healthcare Education Institute. I have been working in the healthcare industry for over 40 years now. I started out uh, with a major drugstore company um, training their, their managers and then moved into uh, acute care hospital work. Um, and I've worked at a couple of different hospitals through my career. And over the last 14 years, I have been here at MHEI, where we work with a number of different hospitals, as well as some pre and post acute care healthcare providers. Uh, so have a, a great opportunity to work with a number of different leaders and managers in a number of different settings. I've seen a lot over 40 years, and I know we're going to talk about uh, some of those kinds of things. I also had an opportunity um, after I had completed my doctorate degree in leadership and human resource development to do some adjunct teaching at a university, um, both at the master's and at the doctoral level, um, and gained uh, a real appreciation for the people who were attending those programs, trying to learn, and some of the struggles that people are going through. And, and of course, for me, that is my greatest desire is to be able to take the theoretical work that comes out of academia and the practical problems that our managers and our leaders are facing every single day on the job and try to marry those two things together so that we can help those folks navigate their everyday job, knowing fully well that what their ex people are experiencing today is, is different than what leaders and managers experienced 10 years ago and 20 years ago, all the way kind of at the beginning of my career. That is a great introduction to set the stage for today's conversation. And we're going to be talking a lot about compassionate leadership, in particular, Certificate and Foundations of Compassionate Leadership. That's an event coming up here at the end of October. And of course, there will be more information about that event in the description of today's podcast. So I definitely encourage you to check that out. But first of all, I just want to know why is this program, you know, this is not the first time this has been going on. We've heard a lot of really, really important feedback that we need to keep this program continuing because it's been so effective. So just tell me your thoughts on why it's been so important. Yeah, this, this program um, began as a result of the COVID pandemic that we all have experienced over the last three years. Um, and it started out as essentially just incubating a thought of why are we struggling through this thing that we don't know what it is and, and, and how are we struggling through it? And we found out that a lot of leaders and managers just didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to respond to the pandemic. So 
from that standpoint, we decided, along with the Healthcare Experience Foundation, to just put together some programming to listen to people and their ideas, their thoughts, their concerns, um, what they were feeling. And out of that, we recognized that the idea of compassion was something that perhaps had gotten lost over the past few years, perhaps even maybe more than a few years. Uh, And the uncertainty piece of the pandemic was creating an anxiousness. It was creating, um, we we had physicians who were saying to us, I don't know what to do next, because they had never experienced this situation before. So we started to do some research into compassion um, in general. Now, you know, it's not a surprise to any of your listeners that compassion is at the heart of healthcare. We know that. People go into healthcare to take care of people and be, be kind and be helpful and to do all of those kinds of things. But I think sometimes we lose sight of what that is and how profoundly, maybe is the right word, it can affect people. So we looked at that and we said, well, if compassion is that powerful in helping patients and patients' families, why can't it be that powerful in helping our leaders work with their staff? And so after a bit of research into that, the Healthcare Experience Foundation and MHEI said, you know what, there is really something here and perhaps the time is right for not a a new way of of dealing with leadership, but at least an, an enhanced way of looking at leadership, taking what we know about things that we should be familiar with, like compassion, and and infusing it into the way we lead. And so that became really, really important. So when we talk about the importance of the program itself, it's to help our leaders and our managers to understand what's behind this idea of compassion. And there's lots of research Um, In fact, it's continuing now out there in terms of the research on compassion and what it helps our managers and leaders do. You know, nobody's really applied it to that group of people before. And we decided that now is the time to to let those people uh, be a part of using compassion in their approach toward leadership with the idea that that's going to get them some of the results that they're looking for, especially in this new environment that we found ourselves in um, during COVID pandemic. And now as we're kind of waning and getting past that, we're still seeing people um, having the same reactions and some of the, some of the holdover from the pandemic is still present um, and we're finding that the compassionate leadership approaches help people, help some people with uh, dealing with some of those both environmental factors as well as some of the personal factors uh, that they're feeling. So that, that to me is really the essence behind the program. Why do we do it and why do we do it now? Yeah, and getting you know personal with some stories, I was curious if there were any kind of you know, compassionate leadership 
gems or or anything like that you wanted to talk about with our listeners because i'd ask you a little bit about this in the pre-show kind of back and forth that we had before recording and uh, i was really interested in you telling our uh our listeners a little bit more about about that and uh kind of some of the stories that you've you've heard there are a couple stories at at may, let's just say different levels of of the organization that i have heard now one of the things that I have heard from a handful of different program participants is that what they came away with after the program uh, were two things. One was a real appreciation for self-compassion. And it's not that this is a, a, a term or a concept that's foreign to these people. These people know about self-compassion. The problem is, is they haven't been practicing it. And they, a lot of times with our leaders and our managers, they feel like, well, I need to help these other people. And of course, we know where they're coming from. These are these are very generous people who have who have joined the healthcare teams, who are trying to make things happen in healthcare. Um, they know compassion. They understand compassion, and it's very easy for them to give them themselves to other people. What they don't do, and they know they don't do it, is take the time to look inside themselves and be compassionate to themselves. So. Coming out of um, the number of programs that we have done prior to this one that's going to be coming up quickly is people have walked out and said, I now take time to be introspective, to look at myself and to see where I am. While they might recognize that they have staff members who are burning out, they are feeling burnout but they haven't accepted or recognized that they, they're, they're experiencing burnout. So they've walked away saying, I know how to stop some of this, or I know how to deal with it now that I have learned some of the research and the evidence behind self-compassion. I can now feel okay giving myself the time to do those self-compassion types of things and just take care of myself first. So, so that's one of the things that is, has come out of it. The second thing that has come out is they now feel very comfortable knowing what two or three or five things they can do that they can put into place right away that will help their staff. And of course, this is where a lot of their attention is already devoted. They want to know how to do it. And as I said before, when we were going through the pandemic, people were spinning around in circles trying to figure out what do I do next? And while everybody was doing that, people were kind of left alone and they were feeling like, I, I don't have time to spend with the staff people the way I used to because there's all these other things happening right now that we just don't know about that we're trying to figure out. And then that was legitimate. Um, but what happened after that is we found out that people were burning out, that staff, healthcare staff 
were really, really struggling. They were finding themselves in situations they'd never been in before. These were anxiety-producing situations. They were not feeling good about it. And as a result, we've all heard the stories about the number of people who um, have left healthcare because of it. And there's actually been in the news um, over the past few years some very tragic stories about people who just could not accept what was going on there. Let, let me switch gears here for a minute too, because there's another story that um, I heard about uh, four weeks ago and it, it surprised me in a way, but it's not surprising when you think about everything that has gone on. I was talking to a senior person at a major um, healthcare organization and he was saying to me, what used to happen five years ago and 10 years ago is not happening. Something different is taking place. And here's what he was describing for me. It used to be where the people we knew who joined in and wanted to be part of healthcare, they did that. And it was a real lifelong commitment for them. So they might start out as a nursing assistant. They might uh, go to school. They might become an RN. Um, they might then uh, be promoted to a management position, et cetera, et cetera, and kind of build their career. And sometimes they built their career in the same organization because they love the organization. And sometimes they'd move around a little bit. So they would start out as a nursing assistant in one facility. Then they would move to another facility as an RN. And then in order to get the promotion into a management and leadership position, they might move to a different facility. And we were very used to seeing people do that. And it was always interesting to me that the people I met 20 years ago when they were a nurse, and now they're a, a manager or a director in a nursing, um, in a facility, but it wasn't the same facility that I met them at when they, when they were a nurse. So they moved around a bit. But this executive, the senior executive said to me, he said, people are not doing that as much anymore. First of all, we do not see people moving into the management positions the way we used to see them moving into the positions. Um, and there are a couple of reasons for that. And we can go into more detail if we need to. But here, here was the amazing part of this story. And, and it points to the need for compassionate leadership and this program. He said, People are leaving the industry. They're leaving healthcare. They're moving away from healthcare because they don't see healthcare as being healthy for them. And that was kind of that mind blowing situation. And so, as we started to think through that a little bit, we said, wow. Okay, we understand, you know, the pandemic happened, certain things took place, people are experiencing this, this kind of burnout. We know the workforce itself is struggling a bit. So when we look at compassionate leadership and we say, we have some strategies in order to take care of some of that. And I won't say that there's any one answer to the entire problem. There, there is not. However, compassionate leadership gives us some clues as to how we can help both staff and leaders take care of themselves in the current environment, which is different than the environment was five years ago, how they can take care of themselves 
so that they don't experience that burnout that has them wanting to leave healthcare, which then, of course, creates more problems. And then how, who do you replace them with? And we don't have enough people in the pipeline. Um, so um, I think the program that we have going on right now gives our folks who attend even greater hope for themselves to be able to go to go through and to be a leader and to be a manager and to help their people, which is what they want to do, um, to be successful, even though the environment that we're in today is a lot different than it was five and then even 10 years ago. That all adds up and makes a lot of sense to me. I was curious as we work towards wrapping up here, if you had any tips you had for leaders in general, if they could just make their compassion more visible. Uh, sure. And and let me start with, um, you know, kind of dispelling a myth. Compassion isn't necessarily soft. It's not acquiescing to somebody else's desires. That's not what we're about. One of the questions that comes up in every single compassionate leadership program that we've done is, but how can I hold people accountable? And how can I be accountable for myself? And we show people during this program how to make that happen. It's not mean by any means, but compassion comes from inside a person and your willingness to see that other individual as a human being who's trying to live life, who's trying to accomplish many of the same things that you are. And so being able to have, and I'll use the word empathy at this point in time, being able to have that empathy because we're all going through this journey together. So how do I do that and help them become the best that they can be? And being accountable to seeing, let's not do it this way, but let's do it this way. And that way we will both be successful is really critical for the well-being of both individuals, the supervisor and the staff person. And of course, it meets the mission of the organization, which is it helps us take care of the patients and the families, the people who come to us um, who are looking for that kind of care. I know that there are people out there who they seem to be able to bring this compassion to the forefront on a regular basis, and they've done it for 10, 15, 20 years of their career, and they don't seem to burn out. They don't seem to struggle with it. It's because somewhere inside them, they have figured out how to take that compassion, use it with, without it draining them. And actually what it does is it energizes them. And so, you know, kind of a final thought of mine is, this Compassionate Leadership Certificate Program helps to energize or helps, to, helps the participant discover how to energize themselves through compassion. And therefore, it creates the longevity for themselves. It creates a calm and a, feel, a good feeling for them as they're working with staff people and others because they're coming from a place 
that's not about productivity. It's not about getting the job done, even though it does all of those things. It's not about it. It's about relationships on a, a very human level. And that seems to, when we think about why people went into healthcare to begin with and why they go into it now, that seems to hit at the heart of what people were trying to achieve. Mark Ruley, president of the Maryland Healthcare Education Institute, has been our guest this week on Healthcare Experience Matters. We've been talking a lot about the Certificate and Foundations of Compassionate Leadership. That's an event taking place October 26th and the 27th, 2023. So I will, as I said, include more information about that really, really important and beneficial event in the description of today's podcast. Uh, Mark, this has been amazing. I just wanted to know, was there anything else that you wanted to say to our listeners before I close it out here. If there's one other thing that I could mention yeah. to people, it's it's you know we we learn about leadership and management throughout our lives uh, as we're doing the job, as we're reading books, as we're going to to lectures and those kinds of things. Uh, the key here is that we continue to do that. Um, I think this program is just one more piece of a person's education um, that they can then use as they move forward, especially in an environment like today where we know people are struggling, workers are struggling, we're struggling ourselves. And if there's if there's some hope, then we're hoping that this program will be a piece of bringing to folks kind of a, a a peaceful feeling of how can I lead better and and help everybody, themselves included, along the way. Mark, thank you so much for your time today. And I look forward to having you back on the show again. Thanks, Casey. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. To learn more, please visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.